thing on? Is this thing on? Get ready, because change is coming to the drive-in. That's right, change. You gotta get ready. It's coming. It's coming. Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. One that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation. Washington, London, Paris, Moscow are key targets. The whole world is under attack. Who built it? The Russians? The Chinese? Martians? Canadians? I don't care! All I know is we didn't build it, and that's reason enough to assume the worst and blow up the cane of gum. For 100,000 years, it was buried in the snow and ice. Now it has found a place to live. Inside. Where no one can see it. Soldiers and their weapons would be powerless before the onslaught of the beast. The beast. The beast. The beast from 20,000 fathoms. Guns, tanks, bombs. They're like toys against them. It's indestructible. It's indescribable. Nothing can stop it. The nation and then the world could fall before the blood-curdling threat of... Sci-Fi Double Feature Drive-In Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, Godzillas and Mothras, aliens and predators. (laughs) Welcome to the Sci-Fi Double Feature Drive-In Podcast. I am your conspiracy-loving host, Elisa Weglin, and sitting right next to me is my my radioactive partner in grime, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Weglin. Hi there. Hi there. Oh, face little, here. <laughs> face here. My uh, <laughs> big old voice squeaked a little bit. And, and, and when you squeak, it's very scary. Yeah, it can uh, <laughs> break windows. <laughs> <laughs> when you squeak, it's like you're a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> so we are Starting our double feature, dipping our toes into the carbonite that is the Star Wars sad stories with Solo, a Star Wars story. A Star Wars story. A Star Wars story. Side stories with Solo's a Star Wars story. So before we get anywhere, before yeah. we go anyplace, mm-hmm. who shot first? <sighs> well... Han definitely shot first. Oh my god. You read my mind. <laughs> well, we all know that Han shot first. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> but why do you think he shot first? Like, the psychology behind it. Because he's a, a ruthless. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Who fucking cares, dude? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway... This movie. As you can tell, we're not going to be fucking, like, fanboying it. We just like the movies. We enjoy it. We don't have have the psychology. We're not uh, psychologists of these characters. We weren't, you know, it wasn't the end of our lives when Jar Jar Binks came into (laughs) the universe. Although I do not like him. No, it's not like we like him, but it wasn't the end of our world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like... (laughs) What? uh, It just made for a very, very funny uh, making of documentary. That episode one making of documentary is hilarious because of the Jar Jar Binks character. (laughs) Now I have to see this. I've never seen that. It's also very sad because 
um, the actor that was going to play Jar Jar Binks. Because they were going to do Jar Jar Binks as like a real full non-CGI character. And he's like, okay, yeah. And he got a real actor that's going to play him. And he mm-hmm. thought he was going to be in the movie. And then he got CGI'd out. And he's like, <laughs> oh. And he made him play all like super racist. And, <laughs> and then he, this poor man like wants or wanted to. I don't think he wants to anymore, I hope. Wanted to kill himself because of all oh, the ridicule. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Horrible. You'll see um, that grow in this making of also. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get to more uh, George Lucas in this podcast also. Hold on. I want to share with you. I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. And I, want, I will share it with everybody in the whole world now. <laughs> the internet, everybody. All of our listeners. <laughs> anyway, so... When I went and saw the very first Star Wars episode, I was nothing but a young babe. The first? Wait. The first episode. Oh, episode one. Okay. Episode one. I was a young, young child. I, I couldn't have been even out eight. of middle school. Eight? I was eight? Okay, yeah, it came so out I was 99. Yeah. Okay. So, oh God, maybe it was the second one then. I, maybe <laughs> I was eight. Anyway, so I had the Sims game. Okay. And... Uh, for the first time, I realized in the Sims game, you can make your Sims have sex. And oh my gosh. <laughs> it was burned into my mind. And my mom, just as this was happening, was like, we're going to go see a movie. And I'm sitting there in Star Wars <laughs> episode one being like, <sighs> just thinking about just my coming Sims. coming in your pants? No, just like <laughs> freaking out. I didn't know what was happening. I'm like panicking about my sims having sex at home <laughs> while Just i'm watching star wars going through puberty during episode one yeah like it, digital puberty digital puberty it was either episode <laughs> one or episode two but i remember it was early star wars <laughs> my god that's weird <laughs> it's burned into my mind wow oh and my. i remember after that my mom was like we're not buying any of the sims games where you can have sex in them <laughs> <laughs> I was That's all to, of them. Yeah, but my mom only thought it was date night. Oh, date night. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to have date night. But you can do it in like the first, like the regular Sims pack. That's what scarred me. All right, Sims talk, everybody. <laughs> Sims plus Star Wars. <laughs> well, it just so happens that since we're talking about Solo, this is a movie about the Han Solo character. And we were talking about the episodes, the prequels. Yeah. Uh, Han Solo was supposed to be in episode three, but that didn't happen. Han Solo was supposed to come out in episode three. Yeah, what there's are you talking about? there's like a battle in episode three where um, the um, they're not the Empire yet. I forget. They might be. They're not the Empire yet, but I don't know what they're called. But the clone troopers are attacking the homeworld of the Wookies, and in the story back then, it wasn't set yet but they were gonna have a 10 year old han solo being raised by <laughs> chewbacca on his home world and he was gonna show obi-wan like where chewbacca was or something oh to help God. show something and it help help win the battle or something so that kind of ties into what we're talking about today beautiful <laughs> so that that eases us into the history of this movie <laughs> <laughs> the history. So George Lucas was working on this film way back. Way in back. 2012. That seems so long ago. 
2012, when the world wasn't shit. Well, I mean, it was still shit. It was still shit. shit. Coney 2012. Coney 2012. (laughs) Coney. Coney Coney was still around. Remember those posters everywhere? (laughs) Well, until boom, he sold Lucasfilm to Disney. Mm -hmm. In the big merger that will probably slowly kill the entertainment industry. Yeah. Since now it's just merger after merger after merger after merger. Yeah. We might get some good rides, though. Oh, yeah. So that might be nice. But, you know, the prices are just so expensive now to get in the park that (laughs) we'll never ride them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get to watch them on uh, YouTube channels. So well, that will be nice. I mean, thank God my brother works for Disneyland. That's the only way we'll ever ride him. <laughs> yeah. Be like, please let us ride him. <laughs> you can watch YouTube channels and maybe get in when we visit your brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, then uh, it eventually got taken in with Disney and uh, got re- reworked, but the script was taken in with Lawrence Kasdan. Who wrote um, Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi and all of those movies. So that's a good writer. Empire Strikes Back is my first favorite Star Wars movie. And this one might uh, hover in at my second. I don't know. Maybe it's a shallow, shallow choice. Especially to your hardcore Star Wars fans. But I really like this one. I think it's a shallow choice. I mean, I really like Rogue One too. Rogue One might be my second favorite. This one might be my third. But I really like these side stories movies. That's why I wanted to do these on the podcast. Yes. So, one of the other reasons I really like this one is because this is the very first one that doesn't have any mention at all to any Jedi or Jedi Order or Jedi Knights at all. Because that kind of gets played out to me. Yeah. Like, show me some other parts of the galaxy. Just show me like how normal people live, deal with their problems, maybe some outlaw shit. It's exactly. Nice. Well, because you know that the Jedi aren't the only people. Because yeah. they talk about how rare they are, how special they are. Yeah, yeah. Especially when fucking Anakin kills all of the babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially after that. You know, this takes place after that. So mm-hmm. so it's like, let's talk about maybe all the other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in in the aftermath of the slaughter of the special people, you know, this religion. It's not a re- religion, but I don't know what people want to call it. But, you know, that is an, an, an interesting way to put it. The special people. It's like, let's look at the non fucking special Mm -hmm. people how they have to deal with the this shit without this power you know they have guns they have batons you know they have they can drive well they can fly well well some of them are crazy aliens yeah yeah like worms Mm -hmm. in a bowl of soup that get burned by the sun (laughs) they're just strong you know (laughs) who knows yeah um so we this basically one of the big criticisms of this movie is the plot and basically the plot is a Wikipedia page of Han Solo, like how he goes, he ends up being a pilot, how he meets Chewbacca, how he, you know, gets his pistol, how he, you know, that was the big critique of this. And I was not really, I didn't really have a problem with it. It's like, okay, 
I, that was kind of derivative, but I, I was okay with it. So that, I mean, I, I don't really need to talk about the plot too much on this. That's that's why we're not going to talk about the plot. But yeah. um, that I didn't have a problem with it either. Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel like it was too pushy. Yeah, he also meets Lando. He gets the the Millennium Falcon too. I mean, there was plenty of points when like, I I mean, wasn't it when they showed Donald Glover in the theater? Everyone was like, "Woo!" <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, there were there was. The moments that people are waiting for. Like, yeah, of course. But, you know, everybody wanted to see where he got his gun. Yeah. You know, if they didn't show it, then people would bitch about how they didn't show it. Yeah, so, I know. You are, there's so many movies now where you know the ending, and you're already g- going in where you know the ending, so I, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, I enjoyed the fact that, that I was surprised by the ending of this movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know... It did have a twist. Yeah. And it did have a pretty good uh, ending in that way. So it's like, even though it's like, you know, ooh, here's Han's gun, ooh, or Blaster, here's how he met Lando, here's how he met Chewbacca. It's like, well, it was still like a plot that you didn't expect. Yeah, there are still surprises. Like, you don't really know, like, how the the way he meets Chewbacca. Like, I didn't know he met him in a pit, like... Stuff like that. And, like, yeah. I didn't know he got his... Maybe other people knew this, like, hardcore fans, but I didn't know he, he got his pistol that way. And, yeah, um, I mean, it's not like it was a bunch of stories that everybody knew just put together on screen. I did know about how he got his ship that way, but I also... One other surprise is the... Um, going through the the maw where he went through in 12 parsecs um how they describe that with the creature that was in there mm-hmm. that was a total surprise they never said that there was a creature in there so that was a a surprise where they made that that much more interesting where than they they described it in past movies they never said there was a creature in there yeah i mean it was really interesting i thought to see the Parsecs run or yeah. whatever. The Kessel run. The Kessel. Yeah. yeah. The Kessel run. In 12 parsecs In or 12 whatever. 12 parsecs. Because um, they always talk about the Kessel run. And... They never say there's a huge kaiju monster thing in there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they don't talk about how they were stealing... Yeah. ...fuel and all the things that were behind it and how... You know, and it was... The end of the movie, I think, is like this great moment where it shows how Han kind of connects to the rebellion. Mm-hmm. But he'll be right back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's still got to build up his reputation. <laughs> he doesn't really want I feel it. like he's still too much of, you know, he hasn't been hardened enough. Yeah. He doesn't want to toss his towel in, <laughs> you know. He doesn't want to just be like, He needs ah. to go uh, rob more people. <laughs> yeah. So this is infamous for being the Star Wars movie where they changed directors. Uh, they had the Phil Lord. Um, what's what's the other guy's name? The they had the two directors from the Lego Movie. Christopher um, Miller. Christopher Miller, Phil Lord, and Christopher Miller from the Lego Movie, and th- they were on board at the beginning. Kathleen Kennedy, the producer from. Uh, Lucasfilm had had them on at the beginning, and 
uh, Lawrence Kasdan was pissed. They he, he's the he was the writer, and he they were not shooting it like his script. Mm-hmm. They had a sit down and they watched some of the footage, apparently, and uh, they were aghast. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> yeah, it was not like the script at all, and uh, they were fired. Um, it was way too screwball comedy. Um, when I heard this, I was like, oh, well, I mean, I loved the Lego movie. At least the first Lego movie. The second one sounded like it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, the second one looks real bad. I really love the first one. though. But anyways, I was like, why did they get fired? Why did they get fired? But then when you hear, like, Lawrence Kasdan was mad... But then you also hear, like, he was on set being, like, a shadow director. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're a writer, dude. You're not a director. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that? I mean, if it got to the point where they got fired, I'm sure it was really bad. Yeah. I mean, if it got to the point where, you know, everybody had to sit down and watch it so that, you know, this guy could be like, look what they're doing to my script. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, you're right. And they fired these guys. I mean, knowing the backlash that Disney would get. Because mm-hmm. Disney's very careful with their reputation. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't fire people unless it's to save their reputation. Yeah. Usually. So... Ulti- ultimately, the producer's going to be the one that's in charge. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, the directors have the vision or, or whatever, but the producer's going to be like, listen, the, the writer's mad that you're not even following the script. Why do we have a writer? Uh, so, produ- yeah, and, producer's the one that can fire the director. So Yeah, and like, if they approved this script and they approved this vision and stuff, and then they bring in these directors and everything, and they are like, okay, we, we all agree on this, let's go. And then they come back with something completely different. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. not, they ain't good team members. Yeah, that's true. So they were ultimately replaced by director Ron Howard. And by October 2017, 80% of the movie had been be, been reshot by him. So Impressive. An interesting note that uh, Ron Howard been, had been one of the choices to direct episode one. We keep going back to the prequels in this. Man, you can't get away from those goddamn prequels. (laughs) Yeah, and one of the things he said about directing episode one when he was being uh, considered for it, he said, that sounds too daunting. I don't know about that. (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't have taken it either, Ron Howard. (laughs) I actually really like uh, a lot of Ron Howard's films, and I think he did a good job with this movie. He did. There's a lot of uh, homages to old Western movies. You see, like, with the standoff in the sand at the very end through Han's legs, you could see, um, like, the his pistol on, the, on his side like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot of homages to old Western movies. There's a lot of care in those shots like that. Yeah. And he said one of the best experiences on this movie was directing Chewbacca. <laughs> Of course. How how could that not be? <laughs> yeah, and then he also got a hug. Oh, yeah. I would get plenty of hugs from Chewbacca. I would just be like, can you please carry me <laughs> around all day? Oh, there's a, there's a little thing in this uh, movie also. If you, if you look... Um, I forgot to look at it while we watched 
I've only seen it in in still shots in uh, Dryden Voss, the bad guys like lair. You can mm-hmm. see there's from Raiders of the Lost Ark, the little golden idol. There's it's in Dryden Voss's thing, which is of course another Harrison Ford movie. This isn't a Harrison Ford movie, but it's kind of it's, linked uh, to Harrison Ford. A wink, 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 wink <laughs> to Harrison <laughs> yeah. Ford. So that's a little Ron Howard wink to you because Ron Howard's pretty savvy. Savvy. <laughs> that's the only thing that uh what's his name johnny depp said's given us is things to fucking say funny <laughs> Wait, what is it uh william bootstrap bill you're a thief and a liar bootstrap bill you're a thief and a liar you're spending eternity on this ship <laughs> That's not that's not Johnny Depp though. No, but it's that's, a funny line. That's Bill Nye. He's he's a great actor. Bite strap Bill you're a friend of lion, you spin each energy or that shit. It's just fun to see. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so during shooting Alden Ironrack. Aaronrick. Whatever. <laughs> brought <laughs> During shooting, Alden Ehrenreich brought his copy of the Millennium Falcon's owners. Millennium Falcon's owners. The Millennium Falcon owner's workshop manual to set to talk about button sequences for a takeoff scene on the Falcon. Oh, yeah. I've seen those those things. They have one for Trade Federation ships and everything. that They're kind of like fake car manuals and everything, but they're for <laughs> spaceships. Really? I've never seen one. Really? They're for super fans. Oh. <laughs> so moving on to actors and casting. Yeah. Casting of Solo was one of the largest and longest processes since Universal's search for Christian Grey. Oh, emphasis on Grey. Emphasis on longest. Longest. And largest. What, like his penis? Yeah. Whoa, Ron Cho. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the Alvin. <laughs> I cannot get this dude's last Aaron Reich? Aaron, Aaron Reich. Reich. I think Aaron Reich, maybe. Alden Aaron Reich was the first actor to audition for directors Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. The director said in July 2016 that while they liked a lot of the other actors with whom they read, they increasingly said the first guy we saw was the best for the part. I think he's pretty damn good. He was pretty good. He, <laughs> well, for the most part. I know you had issues. Good. I had a, he just seemed so soft. All right. But there was a few times where I was like, oh, that was spot on. That was spot on. I think the. I didn't want an, an exact replication of Harrison. Ford. I did not either. That's not what I wanted. But the thing is, is like, I just felt like at the end, it wasn't the character arc to where Harrison Ford starts in New Hope. Do you think that that, well, for one thing, this takes place 10 years before. Well, so there's 10 years after this movie ends to the beginning of New Hope. Yeah, I did some research and um, New Hope, Chewbacca says he's uh, 200 years old. In this movie, he says... I'm 190 years old. Oh, very fancy research. Yeah. Well, 
okay, so, I mean, he's got 10 years. I Well, you know, I think he did a really good job. There was, there was some moments where I was like, wow, this guy really did his character research. And he really, you know, must have worked on, like, his facial movements and, like, you know, must have really studied how Harrison Ford took on the character. Mm-hmm. Because he really did a great job with that. It's just that I would really like to see another movie to see the character arc finish. I, I agree with that. His smirk and eyes are great. But I think the character arc is more on the writing. Yeah. And there were a few great lines where I was like, oh, that's so Han Solo. Yeah. I think it, it plays out really well. And I didn't, I think you're spot on. I did not want a perfect recreation of Harrison Ford. Because that's just lame. Yeah. Well, and also that's not exactly like where that character would be at that no, time. No. Like a good actor would want to work on what the character would be on at that point in his development. Mm-hmm. And I think that he did a good job on that. But I didn't realize it was like 10 years apart. Yeah. Other people that they considered were um, Ansel Elgort, um, the guy from Baby Driver, <gasps> and uh, Dave Franco. Dave Franco, wow. Yeah. He was, um, Alden El- Aaron Reich was discovered by Steven Spielberg at a, a bar mitzvah. He was just hitting on all the girls and screaming and making all noise, a whole bunch of noise and making people, uh, um, notice him. So he, uh, pretty much that's how he got his career. <laughs> wow. Good for that guy. But, um, moving on to his mentor in the movie. Woody Harrelson was going to be played by Christian Bale, which I do not agree with. That yeah. would have sucked all the life out of that character. Woody Harrelson was just so perfect for oh, that yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. Because that character, even though it's a little bit dry and like harsh, it has a little bit of twang. It, it's just perfect Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like that's just Woody Harrelson's thing. Mm-hmm. Is like that. Friendly, but thieving guy. Yeah, you don't know if it's going <laughs> to stab you in the night, but you can have a beer with them in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, man, I really hope we're best friends forever, but I know you're going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really liked the droid in this movie also. Oh my God, she's great. But um, I didn't know how, I thought that they might have just fully CGI'd it, but it was just perfect, too perfectly, like, the eye lines were too perfectly synchronized, and they acted too well with it, but apparently the actor, the actress, had, you know, the green suit or whatever, and had, like, some of the droid pieces on her That's awesome. <laughs> when she would walk around with the actors, and she mm-hmm. would just do her regular voice, you know? <laughs> that was her voice. <laughs> that was her voice? Yeah, yeah. She has a great voice. <laughs> yeah, I guess she's a, a popular... British actress. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, moving on to special effects. So, first off, I gotta say, I really like the aliens in this movie. I oh, thought yeah. that the variety, mm-hmm. the um, seamlessness of uh, combination of the CGI and puppet, mm-hmm. I thought it was just really nice. I think that the Star Wars movies, every movie that goes on, they just get better and better. Yeah, aliens and how good they look. Yeah, they can really, uh, honestly, just go full CGI. But I think they learned a lesson with the prequels because that's what <sighs> that's what they really did. And Force Awakens was good. 
by blending those CGI and practical. And I th this one's really great. The Dryden Voss set's really great, but I really like the the set with when they first meet Lando and they're playing. Um, what's that game called? Bak Baklock or <laughs> Baklava. <laughs> Baklava, yeah. Yeah, we're no. playing some Baklava. I don't know the card game. Anyways, those those aliens are great. Yeah, and well, I think in this movie it's way more noticeable because you know in the Jedi movies and stuff they're mostly human. Yeah. And this one, since it's like a lower class, yeah, they're like way more aliens around, yeah. and they're mostly in bars and stuff. Yeah, it's it's like even seedier than a cantina, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think that there was just a lot of, like, you know, how to be a filler in the background and stuff, so they had to create a lot of aliens. And they have the droid fighting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's a lot of droids that were created in this mm -hmm. movie, too. Yeah. And the, they had, like, on the, like, uh, Han's homeworld, Corellia, they have, a, like, a R2 unit being used as a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like... It's so crazy, like, the things they were thinking of for, like, just production design, too. I don't want to jump to production design, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I thought it was really nicely done. Just wanted to bring that up before we got into some facts. Yeah. So, handled by the amazing masters back at ILM, who I don't know how many times we brought them Yeah, up. yeah. I, I, I mean, all these movies are handled by ILM, I think. Yeah, I mean, they monopolize the industry. <laughs> and many other post houses handling other smaller roles. The, the most impressive shot, I think, is when they drop those uh, fuel canisters. Oh, my God. It's... I don't say this about CGI very... Well, it's not really CGI, actually. They're, they're underwater explosions. <laughs> they filmed these underwater explosions... They're shot at, what are they? 120,000 frames per second. So they recorded these explosions, and then they put it into the film, and it just looks crazy how these explosions are just at a different frame rate, but the film is playing at a different frame rate as well. Yeah, no, it looks really <laughs> neat. This is the first film to feature Chewbacca in a lead role about time. Yeah. So to achieve this level of on-screen action, production produced eight suits... And ten heads. Yeah. Chewbacca's not real? <laughs> well, no, That those are just stunt heads. Those are for his stunt double. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he's he's got to, uh, you know, stay fit and good for his family. Yeah, because he has <laughs> that really big family turret. Yeah, I know. That we've seen in the Christmas special. <laughs> and we yeah. saw even more of his family and loved ones in this movie. Yeah, I know. And he saves them. Yeah. They look pretty bad, though. One of them looks like Bigfoot. I apparently they, Bigfoot is his brother. Apparently they look that bad because they're supposed to look emaciated. Like they're starving. Their faces are supposed to be, like, receding from there. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. People were like, why do they look like that? It's like, well, they're supposed to look like... Uh, I don't know. That's what they. That's what it said online. <laughs> that's really sad, though. Yeah. Starving Bigfoots. <laughs> Starving Bigfoots. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we're down to the reception of this movie. How was this received? Um, one of the glowing reviews was from Han Solo himself, Harrison Ford. No way. Yeah. He said he's seen the movie and thinks it's phenomenal. Aww. But he skipped out on the premiere probably because he was just too high. 
Because yeah. <laughs> he's always high. He is so high. <laughs> I have never seen someone so high. More power to him. Just don't do it when you're flying. Because you fly a lot and you crash a lot. <laughs> yeah. So the big consensus on this film was that it was fun, but took no real big risks. But I disagree. I had fun. And I thought that uh, the ending was really very interesting. Very interesting in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting in the way that it showed us uh, our, the first kind of interaction with the rebellion yeah. that Han has. I thought it was really interesting. A link, um, a link to Darth Maul. Yeah, and I really hope that there is another movie because I really would want to see what Han's uh, adventures with Jabba would be and then the potential interactions with his ex-lover and uh, Darth Maul. Yeah. And maybe. I think that would be a really interesting movie. And it seems like in New Hope, he knew Greedo. Maybe he had other dealings with Greedo. Something like that. We can know why Han shot her. But see, the next movie could just be Adventures with Jabba. And, yeah, yeah. And, you know. Not whoa. with Jabba. Yeah, well, Jabba's, you know, give me the money. Give me the money. <laughs> and then, you know, where's my girlfriend? Oh, Darth Maul has her. And then, <laughs> you know, it. this will be his inspiration <laughs> at the beginning of New Hope. Yeah. Be the dick he is that'll join the rebellion. He doesn't really join it till New Hope when he goes, Wahoo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what he like does. Like Mario? That, no, that's what he does. Wahoo! Wahoo! He shoots the TIE fighter and he saves Luke. Luke can't do it by himself. It just to me sounds like Mario. It does. Oh, Wahoo! <laughs> it's a little. Wahoo! Wahoo! It's a little rounder with Mario. Mario's cuter. Yeah. <laughs> well. I okay, I I love this movie. I so. love it too, and you know, fuck the haters. It's it's a heist movie. It's a yeah. It's a western in space. Space western. It's, space heist. It's a road movie, <laughs> and it's a buddy comedy. Yeah, and I <laughs> you know I enjoyed Donald Glover's performance. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed Woody Harrelson's performance. Oh, yeah. There's so many good actors in this, There too. is so many good actors in it. And I, you know, I had a great time. John and Favreau as an alien. Yeah. For a little bit. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, check it out if you haven't. Yeah. If you're a hater, you know, maybe. Don't let people stop you from having a good time. Don't let people stop you. From yeah. having a good time. Mm-hmm. Having a good time. Last, the last Jedi is still, still the worst one. It's not that bad though of the new ones. I think. I don't think it's bad. I didn't say it was bad. It's the worst one of the new ones though. Mm, yeah, well, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have strong feelings in any way. I don't have strong feelings. I just think like there's that. boring parts. This one has no boring parts. Yeah. And, I see where you're coming and from. the weird suicide part, where she, she goes, she tries to save him by committing suicide. Bah. What? When he's like gonna come, when he's when he's gonna run in himself into the things at the end, and then the girl runs herself into him to. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> it was so great to talk to your ears tonight. Yeah, please watch this one. Please watch it, and if you really don't like it. 
Um, we don't hate you. We, yeah, do, we don't we hate you. But please watch Rogue One. You gotta like Rogue One. We're gonna do one on Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One's next. Yeah, Rogue One's fun. That's a war movie. Well, actually, in space. if you don't like these so these side stories, let us know why. Tweet at us. Yeah, do that or Instagram us. Or Instagram us. Or shout at the sky. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, we had an email. We had an email. Oh, wow. We had an email from Eric Bickerdix. Er- Eric Bickerdix. Should I save this for underground? Oh, what is that? What is it about? High strangeness. Oh, yeah. We'll save that for underground. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so. We'll see you on the other side. So that means you better get on your knees and you better praise Godzilla. Praise him. Praise, praise him. You better praise Godzilla. He's your God. He's you your praise him. God. He's an awesome God. An awesome, He's awesome, an awesome God. Awesome, God. awesome, awesome God. He's a God in your heart. <laughs> See what movie's playing next at Sci Fi Double Feature Drive In on Instagram, Facebook, and our website. Just add that.com. Catch us on Twitter at SFDFDI Podcast. We sure hope you enjoy the movie. Thank you for joining us. As always, we're glad to have you. Please replace your speaker, dispense of all trash, and watch for children as you carefully exit our theater. Good night. <laughs>